reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da-da-da-doom patrol! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Doom Patrol podcast. I'm your host, Scott Coles, and with me, as always, is Murray Fox. And this week, we are looking at Doom Patrol number 13 from, well, there's no date on it. Well, 20, oh, October there it is, 2010. October 2010, way down there at the bottom. Ah. There we go. We're almost caught up. We pulled the old switcheroo. That's right. Throwing the dates all over the place. And this one is by Keith Giffen, Matthew Clark, Ron Randall, and John Livesey. Livesey? I don't know. It's by that I'm going to say Livesey. Sure. Unless sure. it's like Livesey or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's probably got some Livesey. <laughs> In any <Livesey>. case. <laughs> yeah, him. He is the inker. <laughs> Ink right. man. That is right. That is right. So yeah, we have the uh, special issue focusing on Mia Farr. That is year. right. That's right. I don't think I don't think she's had a spotlight, or if she did, in the Arnold Drake really, run, no. it was maybe but she we haven't had gotten like to a, it yet. If we if, if she did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So this is the big one. Her first. Her first one. And it's a great cover. Oh, yeah. It is cool. It's uh, Rita looking in the mirror, and she's got all these photos of herself from years gone by taped up to the mirror. Very cool. Yeah. A couple of little news articles, a couple of old-time movie posters. Very, very cool, which will become, and all those photos will become very important as the... Uh, Story goes on there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All righty. So we open up on Oolong Island, as we always do, usually. Uh-huh. And it takes place pretty much right after their last adventure, where uh, they just defeated, sort of, well, I guess they didn't really defeat. They just ran away from the front men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, they just uh, narrowly escaped the front men. <laughs> that's right. And... Uh, Instead of going their separate ways, they decided to uh, hang out and chat for a little bit. So uh, they got the popcorn popping and the beer out, and they're all uh, hanging out in uh, Rita's home there, I think. Yeah, because it's got uh, Bumblebee's It's got Bumblebee's little uh, Barbie dollhouse there. <laughs> and uh, Bumblebee has been eavesdropping in on them for a little bit, and after hearing what she's heard, she flies off and... She's upset, the poor little bumblebee. She's all sad. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. That's probably because she's tiny. She's tiny. Oh, well, they did manage to find her tiny bunny slippers, so that's pretty <laughs> impressive. Yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. I mean, I don't have bunny slippers, so I mean, suck it up, bumblebee. Come on. That's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> if you've got bumblebee slippers, it can't be all that bad. Right on. All righty, so she uh, flies off and... We get to zoom in there on uh, Rita, Cliff, and Larry, and they're hanging out in what appears to be Rita's bedroom. 
Um, Although it doesn't seem to contain a bed. No, and that will uh, that we will learn about shortly. Mm-hmm. We've got all these movie posters again of Rita's past glories there, and uh, yep. And uh, she says, "When you said we shouldn't be keeping secrets from each other, that we should stop pretending we don't need each other as much as we do." And uh, Cliff looks on at the uh, big apparatus on the floor there, and he goes, "Hell of a secret, Rita." And uh, Larry. Larry says, Rita, being the operable word. <laughs> Rita's in quotes there. Yeah. And uh, Larry, you know, he explains, you know, I went through this, so did Cliff. Now it's an unanimous. <laughs> unanimous. We've all gone through it. And uh, Rita's not quite sure what, she, what uh, he's talking about, but Cliff explains that it's disassociation. Uh, it hit him as soon as he woke up in his uh, robot body, and he figures it hit Trainer. The first time he realized that Larry's body was long gone and he was inhabiting some sort of cloned body. Uh, Rita now is is just starting to feel that. But uh, Cliff says, you know what, you're still Rita, end of the story. She's, but, but, he says, no buts. And <laughs> Larry, uh, Larry, of course, points to one of her movie posters and says, actually, that is a pretty spectacular but. <laughs> Stuff it, trainer. <laughs> We get the ubiquitous stuff. That's right. That's right. Cliff says he uh, figures he owes Rita an apology. She's not sure what for, and he says uh, he always thought uh, all of those pictures that she was keeping around were, you know, and uh, Larry jumps in with that. uh, He says, like that Springsteen song, Glory Days. (laughs) And Cliff is, uh, all right, you're starting to creep me out here. Stop making sense now. (laughs) Jeez, Rita, we didn't mean to be making light of and uh, she says, "No, it's okay. I'm, I'm fine." I wonder what his T-shirt is supposed to. I was trying to figure that it. too. I uh, have you seen this before or not? I can't. Recall. I don't think so. It. I don't know. It looks. Yeah, I, I couldn't place it. It, it's, uh, like three circular letters in sort of like a gear. Yeah, cogs. Cogs on a wheel there, but. Uh, yeah, um, it doesn't doesn't. It's not ringing any bells for me. I don't know what the CSE is. Unless it's like Cliff Steele Enterprises. <laughs> He's starting his own company. He's starting his own company. Sure, that is as good as any. <laughs> <laughs> now, at this point, we still don't know what they're talking about. We know that something's been up with Rita since the very beginning of the series, and we've, we saw that she was clawed in hint, two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> clawed in two with no brain matter or anything in her head there, but... Uh, we don't really know what the stuff is that's going on. And, and uh, she says, it's okay, I'm fine, I'm still Rita, and we're not sure if she's uh, trying to convince herself or convince them or if she's, you know, she's actually feeling that way. Yeah. But uh, Cliff then goes off to have a little uh, tete-a-tete with the chief there, and he uh, he gives him a date. He says, February 27th. And <laughs> Or the chief is, of course, not quite clued into what he's talking about. He's like, no, Clifford, today is actually August 14th. And uh, Cliff says, I'm talking the day you get out of the hospital if you ever pull a stunt like that again. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. And uh, the chief, of course, is now clued in. And he he says, it's a bit late to be the white knight riding to the uh, damsel's rescue. And... Cliff just ignores that and says, you didn't even tell her. You let her find out by, by, and uh, we still don't get the answer because the chief jumps right in. 
I didn't expect it to manifest that soon. I own that. I own that miscalculation. <laughs> well, that's mighty big, eh, you heartless bastard. Coarse <laughs> language. I know. He's angry. I guess. <laughs> and then Chief is, well, actually, my parentage is well documented. <laughs> really, which species a jackal? And the Chief. The Chief just, he's not getting it. He's like, you act as if I turned her into a monster. Is that the way you see it? She's a monster? Ooh, manipulation. <laughs> That's right. Turn it back on, Cliff. <laughs> There's only one monster on this team, he says, as he looks at the Chief. And the Chief just gets, we get a big black panel there, and the Chief turns away, and he sighs. How sharper than a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child. <laughs> Poor Chief. He's uh, having a rough day of it. Yes. <laughs> And uh, then we go into flashback mode, I think. I guess it's flashback. Or maybe he's replaying stuff on his computer. Either way, it serves the same purpose. He uh, flashes back or rewinds to the day or the days when... Uh, I think this is right when Rita was regrown. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. This yeah. That sometime after she got blown up on uh, the island. That's right, with uh, the rest of the team there. Yeah. So he says, you've had quite a shock. This was not unexpected. It just came about a little sooner than I'd projected. No, 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 don't try to talk. You'll only upset yourself even more. Please, try to relax. I know how difficult this must be for you. you got to understand, bringing you back was difficult enough. Bringing you back with your powers? That involved, you should forgive the cliché, thinking outside the box. I call it the Proteus Protocol for obvious reasons. The nature of your powers, the elasticity, whatever genetic mishap, triggered your powers, it was lost. The section of skull barely gave me a clean DNA read. It was enough to put me in the ballpark, but ultimately inadequate. I improvised. Protoplasm. That would be the living part of cells. I won't go into the details. Seeing how they'd be lost on you. Simply put, I all but grew you from scratch. A certain amount of instability was to be expected. Fortunately, I've taken steps to somewhat dis or diminish your discomfort. And then, of course, Rita Wapo. gives him a big old slap. And uh, throughout this, we get sort of a, not really a nine-panel grid, but we get six. <laughs> we get well, six panels. It's a, a one-camera one shot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rita is... Stationary camera, and it's focused well on Rita's chestal area. <laughs> and Chief... Or you know, yeah, Chief is kind of moving head. around in the background. Rita is not moving at all until that big slap. And then we turn the page and we get a full page view of Melty Face Rita. Yeah, <laughs> kind, of, kind, of, it's kind of like Clayface. She really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her uh, lumpy and yeah, different. Matt Clark did amazing. Her hair is on the old animal or the uh, elephant man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah she, yeah, she can hardly speak. Her lips barely yeah. form. Her teeth are all drippy. Yeah, she's a mess. And uh, that's all the chief gives us at this point. Just enough to let us know that yeah, he regrew Rita, and he had to do something to uh, give her her powers, because it wasn't enough to just regrow her. He had to regrow her and freakify her when he was doing it. <laughs> right on. That is right. That is right. And then we flash to a scene of Rita and little Bumblebee sun tanning out on the beach there. 
Very very nice. Oolong She's gonna have a weird book shaped tan in her chest. Though. I know. That's right. Don't fall asleep like that. Yeah, really. <laughs> That's not gonna look good. Alrighty, so they're they're having a little heart to heart there, and Rita is telling Bumblebee there. I guess once you've been uh, once you've dealt with being trapped in a robot body and sharing your body with a negative being, one more aberration doesn't count for all that much. And Bumblebee says, "You're not an aberration." <laughs> Rita says, no, I'm Gumby, damn it. <laughs> That's a joke, you you joking about your um your uh, condition, <laughs> which uh, beats the word aberration, I guess. And Rita tells Bumblebee that she's a good friend, and uh, she's a good friend because even though she's dying to know what's going on with Rita, she hasn't asked, she hasn't tried to pry, and uh, Karen admits, well, of course she's curious, but... but uh, Again, she doesn't really ask, and that, that kind of encourages Rita to open up a little bit. Uh, so she explains she wanted to kill the chief right then and there. That whole regrew you from a section of your skull line, that was only a part of it, a small part of it. Unlike Cliff and Larry, she actually died in Codsville. Apparently, if you can believe a word the chief says, all that was left of her was a small piece of her skull. Not too macabre, him combing the area for Rita bits. Pretty disgusting, actually. <laughs> he, uh, the chief tried to explain to her what he'd done, why he'd done it, and uh, she's thinking what he'd done was bad enough. Why was... And she's, she's like, well, I'm just getting ahead of myself. He had a pool of some kind. It was a holdover from one of his more uh, extreme bouts with reality. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which, a callback to the think tank. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's, a, it's a giant nanocomputer... In case, you know, suspended liquid that uh, he created during the Morrison years. All righty, all righty. There we go. Very cool. Weaving it all together there. Uh -huh. <laughs> he rebuilt me in that damn pool. A bit of skull, a dab of protoplasm, and voila. Redafar the sequel, built to last. Even then, he was thinking Doom Patrol first. You see, Rita, despite her powers, was still as vulnerable as any other woman. and He just couldn't have that. He right needed... On. He wanted a more durable model. <laughs> Bionic woman. <laughs> so he disposed of the more obvious, his words, not mine, vulnerabilities. Little things like internal organs, skeletal structure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who needs those things? <laughs> he brought me back as a mass of sentient protoplasm, silly putty with a purpose. Woohoo! Mm -hmm. We turn the page and we get to see what that big old crazy looking bed is for. <laughs> He'd been expecting some kind of instability eventually, and I guess he figured he'd burn that bridge when he came to it. And uh, then she goes into a little bit of psychologizing there. Do you know that our sense of self, the mental picture we carry around of ourselves, is sketchy, unless we work at it? In my case, my sense of self dictates my form. Unfortunately, while I'm sleeping, that sense of self can become compromised. Depending on how deeply I sleep, my awakening form can range from awkwardly humanoid to putty. <laughs> so this cradle thing that I've been sleeping in, to put it crudely, stops my form from slopping around the room while I'm sleeping. It's all about containment. Again, his words, not mine. <laughs> and it looks we, like uh, a person wrapped in a scrotum. Yeah. 
Lovely. Yeah. Hey, I wonder if she can like stick her hand to uh, comics and, and pull up the picture. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> That'd be awesome. She could uh, give herself a new face, just do a face yeah, plant on the comic strip. Look, That's right. Jeff Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So then we uh, get another scene of this uh, gooey clay thing kind of loping around the room there. <laughs> it's kind of got legs. It's got an arm. Gradually forming itself into a Gradually putting itself structure. into uh, a Rita form, yeah. Which is why she has all these pictures up on the mirror. She uses those pictures and she, she gets an idea of what she's supposed to look like. And, and then she uh, makes herself up there. Uh, she says, I use the photos to fine-tune my appearance. Want to hear something kind of perverse? Sometimes I play around with my appearance. Eye color, a bit off. The nose, I even gave myself a boob job once. All right. <laughs> once, I even tried pressing my hand down on a newspaper. See? She's, <laughs> she's on the same page. Well, there you go, <laughs> to man. see if I picked me. up the print. Why not? Made a putty. I sleep in an egg. <laughs> I should have told you sooner, she tells Bumblebee. I'm sorry. And, you know, Bumblebee says, ah, nothing to worry about. I'm a human Barbie doll here, remember? Hey, that's why you took down that movie poster, The Glob. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that cut too close to the bone. Yeah, if I had bones. <laughs> and uh, Karen asks her, so does Steve know? And Rita doesn't answer, so uh, Karen says, I guess that was too soon. But Rita says, you know, if he's been poking around in my head... Uh, he knows. How could he not know? The psychically stalking son of a... <laughs> Did you know he creeps into my head while I'm sleeping? Takes me out for joy rides? And Karen says, you know, I thought, uh, I thought you said, um, when you sleep, you're, uh, <laughs> you're kind of gooey there. And Rita just says, you know, that pervert has a mental image of me that is crystal clear. Ew. <laughs> Unfinished business. That's right. She may be one big blob, but uh, Steve can put her back together pretty quick for however long as he needs, I guess. Whatever purposes suit him best. That's right. I'm sure just for checkers and parcheesy or whatever. Mm. <laughs> Rita, however, realizes that she has unfinished business and uh, she's avoided it for too long. So off she goes. She goes stalking through the island, heading over to Steve Dayton's little home. Oolong Island's got to be pretty huge. The homes they've got there are humongous. Well, he's rich. He can afford his own. Dayton's home. living in a his mansion. And yeah. Rita's home is pretty big. Looks like a lovely little island. Mm -hmm. Very tropical and sunny. Anyway, so Rita's walking over there, and as she's walking over, she's kind of flashing back over some of her journals. So, uh... And it's neat. We get a little bit of insight into, into Rita and her past there. So her first journal entry talks about her mother, or uh, <laughs> mother in quotes there. The woman I formerly called mother always used to tell me if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. I wish she could meet Steve. No, no, I don't. Why spoil a good thing, a great thing, by inviting that kind of abuse back into my life? Disapproval, thy name is mother. Wow. There we go. Go figure. Superhero with parental issues. <laughs> you never see that anymore. No. <laughs> and then we move forward in time just a little bit to the time when Rita and Steve adopted little Beast Boy. 
And she's oh, yeah. yeah, she's explaining the adoption papers were finalized. Gar Logan Dayton. I'd almost given up hope. Not Steve, though. He was sure that the agency would come around, would overcome their concerns about a metahuman couple adopting a metahuman child. After all, he'd say, it is the first case of its kind. He was right. After months of stalling, the agency had a sudden change of heart. I'd call it a miracle <laughs> if I still believed in. And we're starting to see that uh, Giffen's laying seeds there that Steve is. Has been pulling the strings all along, maybe. Mm-hmm. He's been working away in the background there. We jump forward a little bit. Uh, Gar is avoiding Steve. He's not even trying to hide it anymore. I try to be understanding, try to write it off, like adolescent growing pains, but I know little, or I know more than a little about that. <laughs> Compounded by the fact that it can't be easy growing through life green. That's when, what Kermit says. That's right. It ain't easy being green. Uh, whatever, the two of them are in a room together, the tension is thick enough to cut with a knife. Gar won't talk to me about it. Steve claims not to know what the problem is, but I get the feeling they're both hiding something from me. Hmm. Yeah, and we're, I don't know, as we'll see in the Silver Age stories, that Gar and, and Steve, they they didn't ever really get along, I don't think. And, no, it was all of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, both, of them, both of them loved her and wanted to make her happy, so. Yeah, yeah, she wanted the kid, and so he put up with the kid. And, and eventually, I think, they kind of came to an understanding in the new Teen Titans days, sort of. Eventually, they kind of, sort of worked it out, maybe. But until Mento went crazy. Until he went crazy, and, you know, that always throws a wrench into these things. But this scene seems to talk about stuff that maybe maybe Giffen's going to get at later on in the series. I don't know. Maybe. It would be cool. It would be neat if he brought It's Gary just like in. background stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. He can explore it if he wants, or just leave it there and for flavor. Drop a bunch of seeds and see what's See what takes on. growing. That's right. So by this point, Rita has moved into Steve Dayton's manor. She's looking around for him. He's not showing up. And we get another journal entry. Uh, once is a pleasant surprise. Twice is a happy coincidence. Too many times a cause for what? Suspicion? Alarm? Steve is always joking that my wish is his command. In order for that to work, don't I have to voice that wish out loud? Hmm, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Please, please, please don't let her be right. So we see that throughout their whole wedding or their marriage, Steve's been manipulating her. She's kind of slowly cluing into that fact. She takes a look at the uh, their wedding photo, and she goes all squinty-eyed and angry. And then we flash over to Cliff and Larry hanging out on the dock. <laughs> Larry's oh, yeah. dock. Sitting yeah. on the dock by the bay. <laughs> yes. Cliff comes up, asks, or says, uh, Penny for your thoughts. And Larry says, that's going to be adjusted for inflation. <laughs> so uh, Cliff says, a nickel for your thoughts. And Larry starts to get serious. He's like, back then I had the biggest crush on her. And Cliff tries to play the cool crush what are you in grade school <laughs> and then larry uh, he brings it all back around it sounded better than screaming thigh sweats <laughs> got that right that's a phrase we don't use nearly often enough these days mm -hmm. <laughs> i never thought she belonged says larry i mean sure she had the powers and all that but aside from that i mean once she learned to control them 
Well, the chief took care of that, didn't he, says Cliff. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. You know that, right? It's the little sister you never wanted, I remember, says Cliff. And Larry just says, you know what, I never felt right without her. And Cliff agrees. And Larry asks, she is still Rita, isn't she? And Cliff, this is, this is a great scene. Ask me that again and we go a few rounds. That's right. Absolutely. You will have none of that talk. That is right. She is Otherwise, Rita. Otherwise, meetings commence. <laughs> right on. She always did right by us, and I don't think we always did right by her. We were there for her, says Cliff. And then we get a little flashback scene of some of the Doom Patrol moments from throughout their history, I guess. We get to see them yep. in the old green and brown uniforms and even the John Byrne uniforms, I think. Yeah, well, that's definitely a John Byrne uh, robot man there. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. It's all still, it's all still hanging around there. <laughs> and uh, Larry says, "You know, she doesn't shrink anymore. You notice that?" And Cliff says, "Maybe she can't." And Larry says, "Maybe she's tired of being a little woman." <laughs> and Cliff is—he's uh, shocked at all this insight. Who are you? What have you done with Larry? <laughs> And some things are just more important than pelicans. Oh, the pelicans again. They'll be back eventually. I'm almost afraid to see this pelican thing. <laughs> I know. It's been teased out end. so long. It's got to be disappointing. You know, it's closed uh, up so much. Ah, uh, who knows? They may be. Oh, yeah. It's been teased long enough. By the time we finally get to it, it'll either be really it. great oh, or... Pelicans, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, so uh, we go back to Steve Dayton's manor. He uh, finally enters the house. We see some broken glass on the floor. And then we see a really angry Rita just kind of sitting in a lounge chair with their wedding picture crushed to the ground. And uh, through her glared eyes, she says, we should talk. <laughs> but before we get to see them talk, we get to see Bumblebee rifling through, well, not rifling through, looking through Rita's journal that she left out for Bumblebee. Uh, uh, and we get a brief recap of her Yeah, origin. we get a brief recap of her origin, and, and it's pretty much, it's similar to what we, uh, yeah. what we heard about way back at the beginning. There's a little bit of, Giffen throws a little bit of tension in there about whether it was really an accident or whether, whether yeah. the uh, crocodile that chased her over the river was let loose on purpose to, I guess, heighten the realism of the movie. Or, But for Some, the most uh, part, yeah, it's it's the origin that we are familiar with. Rita goes down river, goes down gases. river, gases, grows, shrinks, totally uncontrollable. Her career comes to a crashing end. Even though the offers come pouring in. Everybody loves a freak show. But mm -hmm. uh, Rita, of course, wants none of that, so... Off she goes, and eventually she becomes Elastigirl in Doom Patrol. We get a mention of Titano the Super 8. Yes. That's always yes, good. that's right. She's like, I was Titano the Super 8 for a new generation. <laughs> and we know how well that turned out. All righty. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, she says, yeah, it never dawned on me to put on a costume to fight crime. Not then, not until the chief. All that mattered then was, well, I just wanted to find someone, anyone who could, if not accept what I'd become, at least understand it. Was that asking so much? I swore that if I ever found someone like that, I'd never let that person go, ever. 
which explains why she kind of stayed with Steve, even though she had these dark yeah. suspicions about him. Very cool. And Karen, after reading and listening to all this, realizes that uh, maybe her marriage to, uh, what's his name, Mal, Mal, wasn't so bad after all, and she gives her ex-husband or estranged husband or whatever he is, she gives him a call on the phone. Uh, I thought he was mute. Yeah, you know what? I think he is now. I think that was like one of the 52 things. He So that's kind of weird. Or Infinite Crisis or something. She yeah, just calls he... him up and says, Hey, I just wanted to hear your voice. Psych! <laughs> yeah. Huh. Hmm. So he's just being a real jerk. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, you're right. He, I don't think he's he can not talk. as nice as she wants us to believe. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's me. No, no reason. I just needed to hear your voice. Oh, wait. Uh, sucker. I can't. <laughs> I guess you can hear me, though. <laughs> Eating. Frolicking on this desert island. Mm -hmm. she hangs up. <laughs> poor <Whatever> Mal. <laughs> poor, poor Mal. Oh, uh, well. He'll show up someday. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm sure. He'll be in the Titans someday. Okay, I won't read it then. That's fine. There you go. You don't have to see him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to suffer through it. That's important. That's right. That's right. So we uh, clue back in there on Rita and Steve, and they're having they're having a little serious talk. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, Steve tries to talk to her, but she's like, nope, I do not want to hear it. You are a one lucky man, Dayton. If I'd gotten to you right after that black hole incident, he's like, I know, I'm sorry. I uh, forewarned, Dayton, if you ever climb into my head again, if I so much as suspect it, I'll, I'll, I know, I know, I'm sorry. I've been seeing Father Rocky. I'm trying to, uh, and, you know, to his credit, he looks like he really is sorry. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, that's all convenient when it's, you know... Well, for sure, when caught. you've been caught. <laughs> I don't care, she says. I do not care. And uh, she just glares at him. So uh, Steve goes over to the fridge, and he's like, you told them about your, uh, about you being... Well, it's not like that. I uh, And she's glaring at him because she's thinking he's uh, reading her thoughts again. He's like, I, I just pick up things. I can't help it. I pick up surface thoughts. It's like I can't turn it down. I didn't dig for it. It was, uh, you know, it was just there. If you leave it on the table and I look at it, that's not my fault. <laughs> that's right, that's right. She says, it's just there for the taking. Uh, he goes, Larry, I passed him up at the plaza. He, you gave them all quite a shock. And she's, she just asks him, when did you know? Uh, I didn't dig. The hell you didn't. I'd call you sick, Stephen, but perversion's not an illness. It's an intent. Ooh, good line. Ooh, <laughs> That's right. Rita, I, he's trying to explain himself. He hands her this glass of lemonade. She says, I meant what I said, Stephen. Stay out of my head and out of my sight from now on. I know, I know it's wrong, but ever since the divorce, I only wanted to be happy. I wanted to give you everything. And those words kind of ring in her head, and she's looking at the... Uh, lemonade and he says that's all that's all i ever i'm not asking you to forgive me i just uh never again rita i will i i swear i i never meant to and then she looks at the lemonade and she whispers bastard <laughs> <laughs> and we turn the page and she throws the lemonade right in his face and the glass cracks over his nose there and she's mm. like and and at first i'm like what the hell what is going on there and then and then, of course, you turn the page, and she's like, did I ask for that drink? Have I ever had to ask for anything with you lurking in my head? And I'm like, oh, that is great. 
the way Giffen uh, laid that scene out, because it's so natural, of course. You give yeah. someone a drink, you just, you chat, and you throw them a lemonade, and, and of course, it's not natural. That's the funny thing. This whole thing could have been triggered by him just being yeah. polite. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> <fair. laughs> he didn't have to do it. He, he just like, hey, his mama taught him to give guests. That's right. Drinks. He gave hey. guests a lot. And maybe that's exactly what he did. Either way, though, Rita's having none of that. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you still just want to make me happy? Is that it? Is that it? And she grows humongous and she cracks through his house and she's squishing him in her big giant hand there while he's screaming away. Smile, Whoa. pervert. You're about to make me the happiest woman in the world. Oh, and that is snap. where we end it. Next issue, Super Chief. Oh. <laughs> I was so disappointed. <laughs> Not yeah. the one you're thinking. Oh. Yeah, they put it right out there. Poor Super Chief. Will he ever win? Will he ever win? He shows up in 52 for an issue or two, and then... Ah, that's true. Gonzo. Gonzo, Gonzo. So that's it. That's this issue. They should put him in The Outsiders. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. They should take a whole bunch of their wonky little side characters and throw them somewhere. He would fit right in on the outsiders there. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, well, that was lovely. It was a great issue. It is a really good issue. Lots of character development, lots of reveals and yes. more integration into the whole Doom Patrol tapestry. Mm-hmm. Bonus. Yes. Giffen pulls it together and digs I deep. I was really liking it before this one. This is the one that cemented it, and I was oh, sure yeah, that yeah, Giffen yeah. knew what he was doing. Yeah, this was my favorite up until, uh, yeah, like up until this point, that was that was my favorite. That issue just was amazing. Everyone totally knocked it out of the park there. Giffen did great. The artwork was beautiful. And, yeah, you, I couldn't really tell where Clark and Randall were trading I, you know, I mean, a I guess. People, a lot of people say they, they can tell and they notice, but, I mean, I don't really... I don't look too that deeply into it. I'm not so much an art guy anymore. It's just, it's about the stories for me. So I, you know, yeah. As long as it's not hideously deformed <laughs> or anything like that, I'm good with it. Yeah, there are some pages that kind of pop out as maybe being random, but for the for the most part, I think uh, his style meshes well. With it meshes well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's neat. He's got to be some kind of chameleon. Like I, I remember his stuff from like. Whenever he was doing backup strips in The Warlord, which was like 20, 25 years ago. It was great. I liked his stuff, but it doesn't look... I don't remember it looking like like what he's doing now. But of course, I mean, 25 years, you change, you grow. You. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but it was good back then. Back then on, what was it called? The Barren Earth. I think that was it. Conquerors the Barren Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I had that miniseries oh, wow. somewhere. That's old school. That's really old school. It was great. It was I great. Never, I never read that one. I enjoyed it. Well, there you go. There we go. Anyway, so that's Ron Randall. All right. Enjoying things, if you're enjoying what we're doing. I don't know how you could be, but if you are. <laughs> they are. There's a couple of them. What? There are. A couple of them now. No, I'm trying to... It's, it's not just the one guy anymore? No, no. We've had... Sweet! I think we've got a... A, a chick. <laughs> we a have what? a Kate. 
do let's see if I can pull it up there. Kate has sent some comments to us. No. Kate? Type in the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Click I wonder back. I wonder if this is Kate that used to be in the Doom Patrol. Kate that used to be in the Doom Patrol? Yes, there's a Kate who used to be in the Doom Patrol. Really? Yes. It's the Sarah. She's uh, wanting from the Rachel Pollock era. She is Coagula. <laughs> hmm. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe. Yes, Kate has sent us some comments. She's uh, picked up a couple of Doom Patrol trades. She picked up Giffen's run and the first two volumes of Morrison's run. Oh, yes. Damn, that's good stuff. She says, I recently finished the first showcase. Totally enjoyed it. Oh, haven't yeah. gotten to the second Morrison trade yet. I was reading the first one, uh, and there were a couple of times I didn't really know what was going on. Well, she'd not be the first. <laughs> but yeah. I took comfort in knowing that Cliff didn't know what was going on either. And in those times, that's I would think... That's the beauty of it. You always have Cliff to go, That's right. Uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So she thinks Crazy Jane's and Dorothy's powers are pretty cool. She's mm -hmm. interested to see how they uh, they get used more. And she enjoys the friendship of Jane and Cliff. Oh, yeah. That's what that whole run is about. Yeah, it's yeah. all about Jane and Cliff. Yeah. She says, I like to think that he is trying to help her feel normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what to think of Rebus, says uh, Kate. There. A lot of people didn't. I really <laughs> liked Rebus. <laughs> but, you know, I can understand that it's a, it, he, she, it is an acquired taste. <laughs> yeah, she says, their dialogue confuses me for the most part. It also <laughs> makes me miss Larry. <laughs> and she Which says... Which I think is, she, is supposed to happen. I mean, it, yeah. It was an amalgamation of three different beings. It was just out there, and it was crazy. And yeah, yeah. You know, what up? Yes, she goes, as for the uh, villains, they were interesting. <laughs> and in that yeah, first trade, that. the first trade, was that the... Uh, Scissormen. The, the Scissormen. Yeah, they were cool. And yeah. then the next one was that butterfly collector guy. That yeah. guy I liked, too. Uh, she says, overall, I enjoyed it, and I ordered the second one almost as soon as I finished it. I hope yeah. that you guys eventually go over the Morrison run on the podcast. Oh, we totally will. We will. Yes. As you say, the plan, I think, is we're going to get caught up on the current series so that when new issues come out, we can do them that week. Yeah, yeah. And then once we have that done, we can, we're can we going to start, I think, going into the Morrison stuff. Yeah. In between, in between classic and uh, current. So Yes, yeah. That'll we hope to well. eventually get to all of it, but uh, definitely Morrison is next up on the uh, hit yeah, list. Yeah, 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 for sure. So there Here we go. We got a Kate listener. Wow. Well, thank you, Kate. That's awesome. And there's and someone... you're a girl, which is also awesome. Yes. Yeah. Especially yeah. awesome for you, being a girl. Being a girl's <laughs> got to be better than being a guy. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a listener over on the DC forums. Really? Uh, we do. I pop in there every once in a while. And you know, the Doom Patrol forum... I was going to say. It's okay. It, there, there it's not are... a wretched hive of scum and villainy? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> most of the DC forums are. <laughs> they can get a little uh, little heated. But uh, no, it's all right over there. And, and oh, I, what's his name? Amnesiac, I think, is and the guy that's been listening yeah. to us. So there we go. We got at least Thank three. <laughs> at least three, list, four listeners. That's right. Four listeners. And if you want to be the if we fifth. Count Caleb. That's right. Or the sixth. Or the seventh. Oh you my. can come visit us at our blog, doompodtroll.com. You can send us an email, which I am now checking, at <laughs> doompodtroll at gmail.com. Or you can uh, 
hop on over to the comics forums. There's a link on our website, and you can comment on the episodes there. <laughs> there you go. Become one of the growing followers of uh, Doom patrol stuff. <laughs> and that's it for this week. We will see you all next week. Bye-bye. Catch you later.